Two Humorous Nurses with Kelly and Alicia. And Jess. The podcast is five-year plan only has next week written on it. <laughs> Welcome to episode 23 where we plan to bring you funny, informal, conversational chat about all things nursing. Today we're having a chat with our friend Steph. Steph has spent the last five years working her way from ward clerk to EN to RN and she's done it all while parenting her four kids, many personal challenges, working shift work and plenty of holidays. Welcome Steph. Let's go right back to the start. Tell us how you got the job as a ward clerk and what made you apply for it. Well, I actually started at that very hospital in an administration role. So I took up a um, traineeship there and 12 months into that, um, I took on a permanent position. And then once I added to my two children, that like kind of Monday to Friday, eight till five kind of job wasn't really working very well and the ward clerk position came up and um, yeah, rest is history. How long ago was that? Um, so I started in May 2007, I think. Oh, so you've been there ages. Yeah. I didn't know it was that long ago. Yeah, yeah. When I first met you in 20. 20- 15 you were war clerking on the ward and you would literally pull faces and gag at all our stories nursing stories yeah because they're revolting yeah (laughs) (laughs) so what made you start considering that maybe nursing was for you well I think like so for a couple of years leading up to kind of before you came along um the unit manager at the time she actually was trying to persuade me to do my en and they had um, they actually like sponsored a couple of girls from the kitchen um and they paid for them to go and do their en and they were trying to get me to do it and i was like no chance never ever gonna be a nurse no and then um i just got bored yeah (laughs) (laughs) i got really bored because being a war clerk is easy and boring Yeah, you know, there's only so many cups of tea you can have a day. No, I'm joking. I always think that being a ward clerk would be cool because you get it's to a, hear all the stories and do all the stuff, but you without having to do it. To yeah, do it. it's great. <laughs> no, it was like amazing, and I loved it. And I'm not like trying to run it short or anything, but it just wasn't challenging. No, for me, I actually wanted to join the police force, but kind of with young children, the thought of being away kind of like six months at one time was a bit overwhelming so then I just kind of looked at nursing because all my friends were nurses and that's kind of what I knew um and then as it turned out probably spent more time away than the six months yeah at least they're in shorter blocks yeah not in like one yeah that's right yeah so when did you actually start um studying for nursing for your EN for my EN so when was that two four years ago yeah a bit more yeah about five probably five years so yeah I just I decided that um I'd do my EN first I spoke to like lots of the girls at work and like in my circumstances because I had a young family so had four kids husband um and so it wasn't really going to be practical for me to resign from my position because then obviously like financially it's just not viable So I decided to do my EN. So I studied part-time and worked part-time as a ward clerk. And then, yeah, so once I finished my EN, um, got out and got myself a job as an EN and then waited a while and decided to give it my RN a crack. (laughs) 
You didn't wait very long though. Nah, no, no, I didn't. Wait long. <laughs> I didn't. Because I kind of thought if I left it too long, then it would be really hard exactly to get back into studying. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So I was like, look, this is what I've been doing for the last two years. I'll just keep going. Like you're in a rhythm, you're in a routine. Yeah. yeah. You made it, make it all work. So yeah, don't give up a good thing. How did you manage juggling your family and working and studying and like the, the most amazing <laughs> family and friends ever yeah just really bloody supportive and even like my like workplace as you're both aware like absolutely I would not have been able to do it without them backing me yeah. like I know that there were um, times when I was given like a week notice um, for placement mm. and like I'd be granted the leave Which they're is- like nah that's fine yeah. like uh, we'll, we'll sort it out don't worry you know um, you feel like a bit of a like a bit of an ass, really. But yeah, they like backed me one hundred percent with everything. So without the support of yeah the little hospital that we've all worked at and um, <clears throat> my family and friends, like I'd be absolutely lost. Like, yeah. and my mum especially stepped up massively. Like, I'm just so fortunate to have this amazing yeah. family. Do you feel? Given that when we used to tell our stories, it used to repulse you. Did you, when you first started the study, do you feel like, were there any moments where you're like, nah, nursing's not not what I uh, want to do? I think my very first placement after the first day, like those nurses were harsh. So it was in aged care and they were just mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. get in that shower and wash the patient. And I'm like, but how, how do I, I wash them? Like, I had no bloody idea. And then like even just making the beds and they're like, nope, that corner's not done properly. And I'm like, but how is that affecting my patients? <laughs> like, it's not. I don't understand that. Yeah. Um, and I, like, I was so overwhelmed and, like, just seeing old, saggy, <laughs> naked humans. Yeah. It was just, I'd never witnessed that before. Like, it was just so much. Like, yeah. yeah. yeah it was just, like, full on in my face, not what I had expected <laughs> at all. I don't know what I was expecting. But it and you'd been that. in a hospital for so many years, but obviously Not that aspect shower. of it. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting behind the computer. Asking for their Medicare number. Yeah. Yeah. Sign here. I remember on my... Uh, no, it wasn't my first placement, but one of my first placements. And the, I was with this horrible nurse who didn't even speak to me, didn't acknowledge me. It was my first day. Mm. And we hadn't had orientation yet. You just went to the ward and, like at 7 a.m. And they're like, go with this lady. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, she didn't talk to me at all, not one word. <laughs> and so I was like, well, I'll just make a bed or something. Yeah. I know how to make a bed. <laughs> anyway, so I made this bed and then I come back and it was all pulled <gasps> apart. I'd put the wet, there was a wedge in the bed, like for the yeah, oh, yeah. heels up. Yeah. And I'd put it in the bed the wrong way. Oh, my God. But she didn't say anything. It was just taught, like <laughs> literally taught apart. Like she'd <laughs> taken the whole lot off the bed and I, I was just like, oh, okay. They shouldn't be like nurses. Yeah, they need yeah, to retire those she people. She was the A-num the next day. She's very approachable. Okay. And she didn't acknowledge me for the two weeks I was there. I obviously gave her a bad impression with my bed making. <laughs> well, you should put the wedge in the right way. <laughs> wasn't How even sure think- what it was for. No. <laughs> Keep your knees up. I don't know. <laughs> Awkward. Uh. I know you went straight into your RN afterwards because it was like something that 
you thought if you don't do it, you're going to not do it like everything in this world, I guess. Do you find, did you find that natural progression easy or did you, because you're now working as an EN, because you, you didn't do a grad year as an EN, did you? No, I didn't. No. I, um, to be perfectly honest, so with my RN, I studied via correspondence and if I wasn't working as an EN at the time, there's no way I would have made it In another it state to work. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you did your yeah. final year in COVID, so that was yeah. it again. Yeah, but I think that was, that was actually – that didn't impact me as much as it did other people because I, I was already doing everything from home anyway. Yeah. And all my lectures were all already online. Yeah. So um, that actually probably played to my advantage more than others because there was no adjustment needed for me there. Yeah. So, I mean, that – transition well there wasn't really one so just kind of sailed through that um the only thing that it kind of did affect was I had one of my placements was scheduled um for Wagga and it was like the day before I was ready to go that they were going to close the borders and I was like okay so if I go I can get across but then can I get back and then you know so I just did what everybody whinges about as a nurse when their students just don't show up to places. Yeah. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> um, but I kind of like, I got out of that one because, yeah, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I guess, um, yeah, because you don't want to get stuck interstate. No, like, that would have been not. terrible. Yeah. Isolate. And there's no way. Like, no couldn't afford that couldn't do that to my children my mental health yeah nothing. exactly i just yeah. yeah wouldn't have been worth it yeah mm. i did all my rn through correspondence as well because i did the en to rn conversion mm. i didn't turn up for a placement once and they rang me and my <laughs> the girls that i was with they knew me and they were like she will she would come like you need to <laughs> ring her like she obviously doesn't know and i get this phone call and i just finished a night shift and i was like in bed and my phone was ringing and i was like well god hey the hell is this and she's like oh it's your preceptor i'm um, like you're supposed to be on placement and i was like no next week and she's like no <laughs> today and i was like oh shit but you knew it was really that day oh as soon as i looked at my calendar oh. <laughs> got up and i was like Oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> so I had to tell my manager that I needed the rest of the week off and I had to drive down to Perth like that afternoon so I could start the next morning. And I was just like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like I would never. And the girl, the girls were like, oh, we knew you wouldn't have missed it. Like, <laughs> And here I am. I'm just like, I'm not crossing the border. <laughs> no, nah, well, I wouldn't have either. What do you love about nursing? Um, I just, I think I love the challenges that it brings um, and I love just meeting different people all the time. I enjoy being able to help people and just like probably not so much now in the department I'm in, but back when I first kind of started, you know, like you'd take on a patient and because you're going like into that same ward every day, you can actually see like their progression, you know, and, it, and it's really good to kind of follow someone all the way through their journey, um, Yeah, you know, during their sickness it's good to see them come out the other side and then see them come back again a week later yeah or the next day (laughs) (laughs) that afternoon (laughs) (laughs) and i think you're actually a real natural at it i know being a nurse i remember when you first 
came onto the ward when you finished doing your EN. You're like, oh, I can't. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm so, I don't know what to do. But I literally didn't know what I was no, doing. But you still went and did it. Yeah, but you did it and you're good like, at it. Yeah. And you don't vomit when you see bad things. And now you tell stories. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have some good stories now as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Just add them to my little memory bank later on. Yeah. <laughs> what do you dislike? Uh, do you know what? I actually, there's nothing really that I dislike in nursing. But one thing that absolutely grinds my gears, and I know that so many people can relate to this, like, even both of you here right now, like literally everyone can relate to this. And it's the fact that the government just make it so goddamn hard to become a nurse. Mm. Like you would think with the shortfall, like it's not even nationwide, like it's really worldwide that they would put some incentives in place or make it a little bit easier <laughs> to obtain your qualifications. But the fact that you're already putting forward such a large amount of money to get a degree and then on top of that you have to take time out from work so you're not getting paid um and you're working your guts out doing 40 hours a week and you're paying for your accommodation or your travel parking yeah everything yeah Yeah. it's insane yeah yeah Yeah. nothing and i think like something's got to give like it's not viable and i mean i was very fortunate because i had long service leave yeah. So I'd always had these plans that I was going to go on some big European adventure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that got soaked up, like slugging me guts out, working, yeah. you know, 40 hour weeks to Same get through. Same situation that Sean, my husband, just picked up the shortfall. Mm. Yeah. Because I didn't work the first year because I wanted to focus on trying to be a nurse. <laughs> yeah. It's really hard. Um, but yeah, if it wasn't for him, I, there would be no way I would have been able to do it. Yeah. I couldn't have worked. And and I'm sure there's plenty of people mm. out there that, oh, do. given They're the chance, work two full time jobs and study and do. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And that's like that's dangerous, though. I think like. Well, I worked all the way through doing my RN, and when I spoke to my workplace about taking out um, like hex money and things like that they're like no 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 you don't pay for it until you finish your degree well that was a lie and then I got slugged a three and a half thousand dollar tax debt in the middle of that so I was like (laughs) I was like um what the hell just happened yeah um there has to be there should be some kind of traineeship component of it whether you do uni solidly for an entire year and you know you're going to slog your ass out for that year and just work part-time or do something and then do you traineeship for a year so you're paid on the job because all that time at uni means nothing when Mm. you hit the floor running so even as a student you have incentive to go because if you don't go and do your 800 hours or whatever you do you don't pass you don't pass but it really doesn't give you a huge amount of necessary learning Mm. on because you're not responsible for those patients and unless you're one of those people that are super keen and eager to take every learning opportunity and proactive in it and confident enough to do that. Yep. Like you hit your ground as a grad and just think, oh well, shit. My, like My last placement in third year finished in September and I had Willow, so I, she was only eight months old, nine months old. And then I didn't work again because I stayed at home then because she was only a baby yeah. in February. Yeah. So I had no – Exactly. And I wasn't an EM beforehand. Yeah, I so like I think that's – months where I was – unemployed and you're not and in the work not in the workforce yeah so then when yeah. i got to work God, yeah 
hard. Well, we obviously have a lot of um, new grads that follow us and we follow a fair few of them and I have seen a lot of them struggling now they're sort of three months in mm. with the notion or initially like some of them trying to do more than just the grad year because a lot of the grad years will offer you a grad certificate if you do a couple of um, uni components oh, yeah. as well. So I started that when I started my grad year. I was going to do it and then you end up with like a grad cert in um, whatever area. Like mine was going to be like a general nursing one. But honestly, it was so hard. I was busy, too busy just trying to learn. And I was already an EN. But for yeah. me, the step up to RM was huge because yeah, I wasn't so doing what ENs did now. Yeah. Like if I was doing what ENs do now, I wouldn't have wouldn't have had an issue. But I was an EN that didn't give IV. I'd never done um, any PCA work, like with PCA yeah. machines. I'd, You know, now we can do all that. ENs can do all that. But mm. they try and take on too much because they're so excited. And really, you should just focus on trying to be a grad because <laughs> that's hard enough yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it yeah then added pressure on top of you shift work and stuff yeah shift yeah yeah it's i know in the deep end. yeah and you really are and i know that um there's quite a few girls at the moment that are doing their grad year with me and they've already dropped back to like 0.6 mm. because 0.8's just not feasible like with their children and yeah um everything else that life kind of throws at you so um, yeah, they've dropped back to 0. 0.6, um, which is like the minimum requirement is it? now. Yeah. So that's really good that, cause I know, um, like our educators at work were saying about, um, the grads now only doing 0. 0.8. Yes. Um, cause that wasn't an option when I did it. You had to do it full time or oh, like, yeah, so and it was hard. All new, you, yours would have been 0. 0.8 too, We were it? 0. 0.8 yeah. and I wanted to go to 0. 0.6, but they were worried I wouldn't get enough hours yeah okay well point yeah point six is a minimum. and then they said like once you've done three months or six months or whatever we'll think about it and then i just got used to doing point eight yeah point eight but then yeah. once i went to point six the year after my graduate it was like i was on holidays all the time i know <laughs> <laughs> i know all these runs of days off and be like god i'm never gonna take annual leave i four days off in a row <laughs> last year um at the start of last year i I dropped two days on the ward and so I was only doing 0.6 and um, it was only in oncology and then two um, late shifts on a one weekend on the ward. And it was so amazing. Like I was just like, oh, I'm not even working. I mean, I didn't have any money, but I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is really cool. And then I was like, oh, no, nah, I need to go back. I can't live off. Like I actually need to start saving some money. Cause, yeah. um, and then I went back to 0.8 and quickly dropped the ward to take on oncology so that I could just do day shift. And make money. Still no money. (laughs) So your grad year you've started, you've moved hospitals. Um, How long were you at our hospital for when you, in total? 2007? Uh, Like 13 years. And now you've gone to a bigger hospital Mm -hmm. in ED for your first rotation. (laughs) (laughs) Are you okay? I was not okay. Like the first probably two or three weeks. I was like, because all I wanted in my grad year, wherever I got accepted, it was I just wanted to get into ED. Yeah. And then, like, you know, live the fast life in the fast lane. not Kelly and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Adrenaline's And then I get in there and I was like, this is not what I expected <laughs> at all. And just, like, so overwhelmed and kind of at the moment because um, this hospital is – 
currently like undergoing extensive renovations so there's like three or four different kind of stores areas and there's oh, like God. there's just stuff like everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> there's and there's no like rhyme or reason to ev- anything it absolutely just gives me anxiety um but you know like once i started finding my feet like it it wasn't so bad but yeah in those initial like first few weeks um i'd be like okay so what what's this doctor like what's their name and they're like oh he looks like this and I'm like that's like every doctor yeah. <laughs> and they're like oh but blah 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 and I'm like I can't tell the difference between the cleaners and the doctors like I'm not I don't know what you want me to do like um yeah so it's just really overwhelming because there's so many people like so many people everywhere and you know like every shift oh we're short staffed and I'm like but how because there's like a thousand people yeah. like, like I just don't understand uh, but yeah no I love it I love it What's now it like having a doctor at your disposal oh well see it's actually not as easy as you think it is like the logistics behind it uh yeah yeah no so because the, the doctors assign themselves to patients Oh, yeah. they do like, I'll take this one. Yes, they do. Do they do it like on um on Grey's Anatomy where they all stand at the board? Never and be it. like <laughs> But oh, I do that. I look I look on the screen <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, I reckon this one's coming over to us because like <laughs> yeah. at, at the moment because of COVID, like the um ED is like split into a cold zone and a hot zone. So any like respiratory patients go into the hot zone. So you kind of look at the screen and you're like, Yep, they're coming, <laughs> they're coming to us over here. Um but yeah, it's kind of like if they're admitted, so you've got the doctor that's taken them on, but then like once they're, they've been admitted by like the medical team or the surgical team or oncology, they will stay with us in ED until they've got a bed. Mm. But that team is now responsible for them, not that oh. doctor. Yeah, so if you need anything, then you've got, got to, to call contact the team. that team. Yeah, and if you've got oh. like a met call, then like it goes, yeah, it's just... It's crazy. Like, it's really complicated to get your head around. I'm sure it's not for people that have been there forever. But, <laughs> like, I'm three months in and I'm still like, oh, I didn't know you. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a okay. six-month rotation they do? Yeah. Four. Oh, like so it's nearly three, over. Four yeah. Where are you I'm going really next? Um, day procedure. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. From the highlights <laughs> to the... I know. Boring. Yeah. Like, yeah. flat. Knacker. I think my first three supernumerary shifts in ED, um, it was like really slow, like really quiet. Mm. And my back was killing me just from kind of like standing there because there are no seats. There's no like four seats and they are not for us. <laughs> and um, not important no, enough to not at all. Nah. And my back was just killing me and I was like whinging to the girls and they're like, it's not normally like this. Mm. And then my first day by myself, of I course. got smashed. Oh my <laughs> God. Every time I turn around and had a new patient in the bed, I'm like, where did oh, no. <laughs> like, And I reckon uh, I probably had like my turnover would have been a good like 12 patients yeah. in that like eight hour well, that period. is why i hate yeah. oh, it might, <laughs> like it killed me like i was just beside myself i'm like i don't know that i can do this like i think i've made a really bad decision here and then yeah just talking to all the um grads from like the year before they're like just give it a, a month you yeah know? like i think we all felt this way i'm like 
oh, I wasn't expecting. I don't know what I was expecting. No. <laughs> it's not what I, what was presented in You'd front come of me from anyway. like a really small hospital and even placements in yeah. big hospitals wouldn't have been a huge thing and now you just got and thrown in one of the busiest ED departments. Yeah, and it's like um, all these things that I've never had to deal with yeah. before yeah. either and I'm like, oh, okay, like just go back to basics. Remember yeah, that's that. right. A to E. A to yeah. E. <laughs> I just keep doing that assessment. But then I think like my first um, trauma that I had come in like after a car accident, thank God she was fine because she come in and I'm just like standing at the end of the bed and I'm like, um, <laughs> she looks fine. <laughs> I'm like, what do I actually do? And then I'm kind of just standing there and I'm like done my basic A to E and then I'm like, Right, do I do head to toe? Like, I <laughs> should I close up? Should I? Not, yeah, yeah, should I, I cut a cut her clothes up and put a gown on? Oh, maybe I should change her collar first. <laughs> 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 like, put her in a Philly collar and then yeah, I'm like I've just went dumb. Like it was just really stupid, but I really couldn't think because I was just so overwhelmed. Yeah. And I hadn't been with anybody and nobody had showed me like, yeah. you know, like it's just so different when you're actually confronted with it. So <laughs> yeah, went and flagged one of the senior members. <laughs> like, hello, and, yeah, I'm drowning. <laughs> I'm like, I actually like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> Can you just like give me some guidance? I know how to do and, it. I just don't know. Yeah. Which, and he was, yeah. And he was really, really good. And he's like, just like go back to basics. Remember like head to toe. So you just blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, thank you. Like that's all I yeah. needed. Like, and you probably like, knew that. You just yeah. needed someone to confirm that Absolutely. you knew that yeah. or what you were thinking was right. Yeah. What's the best thing you've seen in ED? Like weirdest. Oh. Have you had anyone with something up their butt? <laughs> No, I haven't, personally. Personally? <laughs> I haven't had to look after someone that has had that. But since you've been um, there, someone has had something up their butt. I won't say yay or nay to that. Can you tell us what it was? It was a glass bottle. Oh, see, why do people do that? I don't know. And firstly, Actually, it could smash, hear... mate. Once it smashes, your rectum's yeah. gone. I did hear a story, just a story, though, about a patient that had a cockroach. Like, but they watch the cockroach enter their rectum, and I'm like, how I don't. Bit of polypipe, bit of polypipe, (laughs) gerbils. How else do you think they get up there? Oh my god, polypipe's not just for plumbing. I just lost it. (laughs) Um, What's the weirdest thing? I don't know. Like, what's the best thing? You've seen lots of blood, gunshots, stabbings. No, I've seen Um, none of that. No stabbings, no gunshot wounds, mental health. Lots of mental mm. health. Lots of mental health. Um, one patient was like extremely. <laughs> he was really agitated, and um, I don't know. He wasn't threatening or anything like that, but he was just. Uh, I don't even know how to describe him, but um, it's quite sad, really. But um, he ended up. <laughs> he walked out to me, and he's like, "Steph, Steph," and I'm like, "Yeah, mate, what's up?" And he's like, "I don't know what's happened." And I'm like, oh, that's okay. And he's like, literally just destroyed the SATS probe. He's like, pulled it all oh. apart. And I was like, oh. So I've just like literally gone in there and taken everything out of the monitor and brought it out. And I'm like, all right, let's got to stay out here because he doesn't know what he's doing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. what. I reckon the first, on one of my supernumerary shifts, this was actually like, it was amazing to watch. 
But um, they yeah had a young guy come in and they had to um, intubate him. And just the way that the team, like, so it was, you know, the code was called and whatever. Um, and the guy who led it, and I actually, to this day, I still don't know his name, but um, he was just fucking amazing. Yeah. It was so calm. Cool and calm. Oh, it was just, it was actually kind of like watching it on a movie. Like, I yeah. think you not. And every time that anyone would lose focus, he would pull it right back. Yeah. In, and he'd just be like, all right, everybody stop. Eyes on me. Eyes on me. Everybody yeah. look at me. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to go through and everyone's going to define their roles again. So we've got, and you're on. Okay. And you're on. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. So bring it back. And it was so amazing. Mm. Like, I was really glad that I got to watch that because I've watched another one that was not that yeah. great. Like, it was a bit of a schmozzle, really. Like, yeah. Um, so it was just really, really nice to see something just go so smoothly and yeah. so well. But at the same time, I was also overwhelmed because I'm like, I'm so far from ever being in that recess department. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll stay out in the cubicles. And When I worked in Broome, um, I was doing a dressing clinic and it was in one of the rooms off the ED. And I carried recess pager that day, back in the day when he used pagers. And um, he used to go off. before my time. Oh, oh, do they, still, they still have them. <laughs> do they? <laughs> and, um, they all go off. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they usually go off and it's just a false alarm. You stick your head out and it's like, nah, nah. Anyway, this day it went off and I poked my head out and there was a bloke in the bed and he'd gone like purple and then was turning a beautiful shade of grey. And I was like, oh, maybe this isn't, like, is this real? Or like, and everyone was like rushing him down to the recess um, room. And I ran in and one of the nurses that worked in there, she was on the Resuscitation Council of Western Australia and was a big part of making um, – the regional like rural resuscitation plans for these types of hospitals and she just hands me the scribing folder and she says stand at the end of the bed don't move and write everything down and I was like why (laughs) why me like no thanks like I was only an EN at this point I was like nah she's right like and she's like write it all down and then and she's like if someone's doing something and they're not talking like yell at them and ask them what and I was like okay like what are you talking about and I literally stood there and everyone talked whatever they were doing they would be talking so like a doctor was like I'm putting in an 18 gauge in the left cubicle fossil and the other doctor's like I'm and I was like oh my god they're talking to me and I was like (laughs) writing like trying to meanwhile though I didn't know this but a orderly was standing in the back of the room in a whiteboard also writing everything down with times and I was like do you not trust me like afterwards but that's their job because you can't capture everything so they will document times oh, of things you know yeah that is so good yeah. that's a very valid point that you make so this one that I actually observed as well the um I don't know what do you call it like the head of the team the responding team yeah I don't know. the cross emerge whatever leader the leader team leader team leader yeah. He would like he was actually saying scribe and then tell yeah. him what to write. Scribe. Yeah. And then um, at one point the scribe said something and he stopped everyone and made them answer. <laughs> and I was like, oh wow. Like and I think she was like so impressed with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I saw a doctor put something in and I was like, I didn't capture what was said and I mm. said, What is that? 
and they just like the lady that was a resuscitation the nurse she mm. called out to me but she yeah. was often everyone was like oh, like catheter in like and I was like oh my god and, like it was <laughs> really that? yeah <laughs> <laughs> and you get because I'm not a neat writer anyway so I have to be really conscious of writing but you just she's like just make sure you know what it says we'll go back and you'll rewrite everything and then afterwards we all sat down and rewrote everything and I was like this is crazy but it was not as controlled as that but it was really well controlled and then I saw I've seen others that are absolutely like I try not to get involved I just try and keep walking past the door but if you happen to get sucked into the room then you like I come back from my tea break one day I'm like walking down the corridor and there's a guy laying on the ambo stretcher and like oh yeah, I'm not very good. He looks like shit. And then next minute they've called a code and they're on his chest doing CPR. And one of the resus nurses was walking in behind me and she goes, oh, because she'd just been saying what a great day she'd had. And um, she'd come out just to make herself a coffee. And um, anyway, I just turned around and looked at her and I'm like, I'll take that from you. Yeah. <laughs> That's my contribution. <laughs> and now I'll go back to my cubicles. Um but I still, like, because I get confused with, like, oh, yeah, I still get confused. Obviously, didn't know what the team leader's name was. <laughs> but, like, with your, like, your Met team and kind of, like, everyone's rankings and everything mm-hmm. because, like, the hospital that we come from, we are the yeah. <laughs> I remember they're like, what number, do you, what number do you dial? And I was like, do you dial a number? Like, I just would yell. Like, if I dialed a number, where would it ring? Like, I have no the one. phone. Like, yeah. I'm in charge. Like... <laughs> Oh, you're telling me. <laughs> and then I don't, I don't even know what it was. It was a few years ago. I reckon it might have been like around accreditation, the last accreditation. And they were like, yeah, what number do you dial in an emergency? And I was like, oh, 70219. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, no, like 55. And I was like, I don't even know what the number is. Like, yeah, that goes, that goes to front reception who's yeah. not there after hours <laughs> on weekends. Just divert back helpful. to your phone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Too funny. Um, has anything surprised you since becoming an RN, like from, um, like EN to RN, has that anything in that transition, um, surprised you? Actually, I really think I underestimated, um, like everyone says that it's a big change and I was like, no, it's not like whatever, but it actually is like, Mm. you're expected to know so much more, um, like systems wise and just everything like I mean it's not up to us to make a formal diagnosis but like we're expected to pretty much be on that same path yeah yeah absolutely and I think and um like to really apply like just through uni I was sick of listening to them saying critical thinking critical thinking critical thinking I know but at the end of the day, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> I'm like, critically. yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, and I think like sometimes because I'm more of a, I think I can be impulsive sometimes and just do stuff without really thinking things through. So I really got to stand back because like, you know, even in the instance that I was saying about like that trauma call and the, the um, motor vehicle accident, like just got to pull myself back and pull myself in and give yourself a talking to critically yeah. think yeah. before yeah. you move yeah like actually process things in my brain yeah. like and and think about what the potential issues could be yeah. and not just actually get in there and go all right i'm gonna slap that blood pressure cuff on yeah i'm gonna chuck a cannula in and just but why am i think, doing all yeah. this you know and what 
what am I missing or what else do I need to kind of think of and bring it all together and that's hard because that takes time and you don't have a lot of time like you've got people like breathing Mm. down your neck um, and nurses like to fix. So if you can see something obvious, you just want to jump in and fix it. Yeah, but it's but you don't necessarily need correct. to do that because it's the stuff that you can't see that it's, could be yeah, the issue. Yeah, exactly. And I think... That's uh, scary. Yeah, that's right. And that's why, the, you know, ED is the, you know, rock star department, ED and ICUs, because they are so... There's so much that you have to be able to do and so much you know and... Um, and you just and you got to be able to recognize yeah. deterioration like yeah yeah you got to be all over that yeah so yeah like everybody that comes in i mean they're all hooked up to monitors because unfortunately like if you've got like a cat 3 and you know their ops are half hourly but you could have like yeah. a cat yeah. like you could have two cat 2s come in so you've mm. got a cat 3 and two cat 2s and they're t- both 10 minutely odds and you Thank know god but, like, for cycling it, blood not, pressures hey yeah correct. yeah <laughs> Like, you know, so at least um, you can just do, like, your visual checks as yeah. well and you're like, okay, yep, numbers looking good. Nothing's Patient, alarming yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's hard. It's yeah. really, really hard. Like, some days you just – you can't breathe. Yeah. There's just so much going Not on. for me. No. <laughs> but it's I know. so I'm just like a planner and I like to know what's happening Routine. with my patient. Yeah. Shower, medication. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'll schedule in your dressing for ten o'clock. Yeah. After, After I've had my coffee, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, what's next? Yeah. <laughs> no. I love watching like ED shows or yeah, ambulance shows. Favorite, love it. it. Sit there, watch it. Amelia watches them with me. Yeah. Like, love it. So what I do is nothing like. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I aspire to be that one day, but I'm so far from it. It's not funny. <laughs> Uh, we all send me a chest pain i'm like yep cool <laughs> something with a pathway is good i feel like i could follow yeah, a pathway if I there's no pathway for it i'm like oh maybe Actually, you should I move to somewhere else hmm. i'm um, sure they're there well they have to be surely I'm yeah sure they're there. <laughs> <laughs> but i just like like everything happens so much quicker and i know that sounds ridiculous especially to all the patients that come and they're like that was it's so me. slow <laughs> I know. Uh, but like, yeah compared to like little rural towns you know like yeah. even with our covid swabbing like we have point of care and yeah. literally it can be back in like two have hours. you met a covid yet no <laughs> we'd know because it would show up in our like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i've swabbed so many people Oh, it's terrible. Like the youngest was only a couple of months old. Ah, oh, they can't oh. complain though. <laughs> <laughs> they complain with their screeching. And part. it's so it's distressing for me, and I just feel like so sorry for the parents more. Because so you know they probably oh, don't have terrible. it, but you still got to you know perhaps smear oh, their brain they anyway. They have to. Two months old to get a cat. Yeah. Oh no, you just stay at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And isolate from everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. What goals do you have for your nursing career, do you think, at this early stage of your RN career? Yeah, so it is still really early, but I think if I can get my head around a few things, so, well, small goals-wise, at the moment, I need to get cracking into ECGs. So oh, don't bother, mate. 20 years out and I still don't know. That's what doctors I are for. I want to know that doctors are there when you can just hand him the piece of paper like, oh, this doesn't look right. It doesn't look right yeah, so and I neither does do the that. patient. So <laughs> this doesn't look right, I'm but really the patient's concerned. okay. Yeah. <laughs> just got to 
recognize if it's squiggle, bad. Yeah. Well, no. So Flat line, even yeah, worse. Really bad. But that happens to me all the time. People get really worried and I'm like, no, it's just one of the leads has fallen off. They're okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, ECGs no, is something that I really want to learn about I too, really, but I never I really look do. at them enough. See, like in ED, every person that comes yeah, in, I mean, unless they've like, cut the tip of their finger yeah. but like you know they all get ecgs done and um yeah it just i'd really love to learn it so like at the moment um i just kind of look at them and i'm like oh yeah that looks pretty good like go and show someone <laughs> or if i'm like really like not too sure i will find someone a little bit quicker but I want to be able to yeah. determine, like, obviously it's still going to have to be overseen by someone else, but yeah. I want to be able to recognise if they're in... Whatever. Yeah, some yeah. funky thing that I don't know. Like, I mean, I think with, like, heart blocks and something, they have, like, little bunny ears or something. <sighs> and I'm like, oh, that's some kind of Yeah, I lock. know that's not right, but I don't know what it is. The only one I, I know is your <clears throat> gravestone. Just means you're fucked. <laughs> I don't even I don't know even what the know. condition is now that I've said it. Do you know... Um, tombstone. Tombstoning. Tombstone. I don't know. Good movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good like. You need to spend some time with Alicia. She'll tell you. No, well... By Gemini, I can see that one. No. What Simon Platt. Platt. What even is, is by Gemini? Platt? It's like an extra beat, isn't it? It's like beat, like a beat. a pattern of two beats. Beat, beat, beat. beat. Because it's five, it's two, isn't it? Yeah. What's a Gemini? And I reckon you I only Gemini. You only bus. know this because you handed over that patient to me one yes. day. <laughs> and I'll never Gemini forget. Was. Yeah, he was. I've yeah. had a knee or a hip or something. Yeah, some some form of orthopedic oh, work done. God. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. That's crazy. Um, but do you know what? The other day there was a patient and they all thought that she was in um, conscious. VT, like ah. going in and out of conscious VT. And it turns out that she was actually in AF. But if you looked at that strip, it I, I would have looked, looked at like it, VT. I would have been like, definitely VT. So very <laughs> rapid AF. Rapid? Well, yeah. Yeah. But like it mimicked, it looked like VT. Like, well, they all thought it was. I don't know who then turned around and said. And then like, I was like, oh, show me. And she's like, look, see, there's like, there's no P waves. And I'm like. There's no nothing. No. <laughs> just, how can you tell? Oh, just bump yeah. on the chest. <laughs> turn it on. Turn it back off again. <laughs> I don't understand. And so, I'm like, this is what I mean. Like, I want to be able yeah. to be that person that looks at it and is like, oh, no, this, yeah. yeah. Like, that'd be really good. So, that's like, at the moment, yeah. that's my aim is ECGs. And then I think, like, after my grad year, um, I'd like to probably try and get back into ED and maybe work my way up from there, but I'm happy in cubicles at the same time, if that yeah. makes sense. I like where I am, um, like a little bit more advanced, um, yeah. you know. Where's your third rotation? Uh, in surgical. Oh, that's oh, cool. Yeah, I'm, and yeah. I'm looking forward to that as well. Surgical's I get to see fun. Stuff that I've yeah. not seen and like drains and stuff like that. Yeah. Don't really have a lot of them. Yeah. Um, I'm a surgical. I'm not a medical from. nurse. I'm definitely a surgical nurse. Mm. I love surgical wards. Do you know what I have had? Actually, there's been quite a few um, really young people come in with like spontaneous pneumothorax. Hmm. Mm, how? Misadventure. 
anymore i'm gonna i'm not like, gonna nurse you i'm gonna revert back and just become a ward clerk and Work. give clerk and give all the <laughs> nurses clerk. shit when they try and mess with my ergonomically designed chair <laughs> you terrible rudely. ward clerk you made that no i wouldn't i can print chair, my own oh that was not me <laughs> <laughs> and i did not have that chair when i was there <laughs> And at one point in my ward clerking career, I actually had a big bouncy ball. Oh, yeah. stop it. That I was did. like a real fancy trend in the ooze, wasn't it? Well, the ball situation. No, it was because pregnant. I was pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but it was so good. Yeah. Did you ever fall off it? No. Oh, I, have I couldn't do it. I would fall except- off. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Thanks for chatting with us today. Um, it's it's been fun watching you go from just a ward clerk to just an EN and now you're a real nurse. A real nurse! (laughs) How much hate are you going to get for that? (laughs) Probably a lot, but I was an EN too, so I love Mm. ENs and ward clerk shit, but I include them. Um, and I'm looking forward to watching you grow and be one of them fancy ED nurses. Definitely not going to be fancy. Nah, don't come back. Go live your best life in big hospitals and enjoy (laughs) <laughs> when are I'm you going back to work next year yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when she's finished her grad year and she wants to come back <laughs> to me because i'm never gonna work in ed yeah or anywhere fancy it's not fancy no, compared I don't know why people to are scared of it I'm do you know that i'm just don't want to travel do you know actually <laughs> the best thing about being in ed and being off an actual ward is that like you generally don't have a lot of personal hygiene to deal with and it's yeah. amazing <laughs> about it. and it not in a amazing. day oncology That's unit my patients are ambulant yeah. continent yeah. and already showered yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't forget to subscribe like, review and share our podcast follow us on Instagram at two humorous nurses podcast or send us your story suggestions, feedback to our email humorousnurses at gmail.com that's humorous like the bone H-U-M-E-R-U-S Bye. Bye.